in-depth, investigative. This is KXAN News Today. The fate of millions of student borrowers hangs in the balance this morning. Thanks for joining us. I'm Tom Miller. Good morning. I'm Sally Hernandez. Today, the U.S. Supreme Court could weigh in on the Biden administration's student loan forgiveness program. U.S. Education Secretary Miguel Cardona says that he's hopeful the justices will side with the Biden administration, allowing the administration to follow through on plans to erase $10,000 of student debt for those who are most eligible. They shouldn't be fighting to give $10,000 to people who are middle class people or people who are struggling to make ends meet. The Supreme Court's decision is going to be a critical one. But those challenges, the forgiveness program, call it inherently unfair and argue the president abused his emergency powers to create it. The answer is pretty clear. He did. Now, one person with the Heritage Foundation, a conservative think tank, says that he believes the state's objection have a solid case here. He notes recent Supreme Court decisions favor the Biden administration. The White House has yet to say what will happen if the court strikes down the forgiveness program. Regardless, though, payments on all student loans resume at the end of August. A live look right now from our Austonian camera. You can see over downtown Austin and uh, we're still cooking here. However, <laughs> temperatures supposed to be cooling down slowly but surely over the next couple of days. You got it, meteorologist Kristen Curry joining us. Kristen, what can we expect as we head into the holiday weekend? You can still expect heat, right? It is still summer here in Central Texas, but it's getting better each and every day. We shave off one to two degrees from those high temperatures, and although it might not, you know, be noticeable as far as what you're feeling day to day, think overall you're going to be much happier next week when those temperatures finally get back down to normal. Live look outside. Take the app to Bobcat Country. This is our West Shore home camera there in San Marcos looking out towards Bobcat Stadium. Tell you what, clouds and radar quiet this morning. We are clean up there and I'll tell you temperatures are very warm and it's still pretty muggy. Humidity is not going to change a whole lot. This is in fact probably about as good as it's going to get in the seven days today. But right now we're in the upper 70s to low 80s, which is just a couple of degrees warmer than what we had yesterday at this time in most locations. We are back into the low 100s this afternoon. Forecast high 102 with it feels like temperature of 104, but again, just a few degrees cooler than what you felt yesterday and the day before. Coming up, we're slowly getting less hot. I'm not sure it's fair to say cooler because it's still sweat weather, right? Getting into the later part of the afternoon, but less hot moving forward with the addition of some low rain chances coming in late weekend into the holiday. We'll talk more about that, including what to watch for on the 4th. Those details here in my first winning forecast. Kristen, thank you. Federal investigators now trying to figure out what led to a close call between two planes at Austin's airport. And this one happened on Monday. The incident follows a near miss that we reported in February. So it's happened again, all ahead of what is expected to be the busiest 4th of July travel weekend ever. KXAN's Thahara Rachman spoke to a passenger involved in that close call. Austin area mom says she was flying into the Austin airport on Monday with Allegiant Air when she felt a jolt. And there was just an extreme pressure in the cabin. Uh, my head felt like it was being squished really hard. She says after landing, the pilot told passengers air traffic control had cleared them for descent. But he said there was a small plane that was close to us and uh, they had to unfortunately 
make a quick decision. The Federal Aviation Administration says her flight crew was preparing to land when they instead started a climb due to a small aircraft nearby. The agency says the two planes got within about a mile and a half of each other and that they're investigating the incident. We're in a period of time in aviation in America right now. Aviation expert Carson Pierce thinks we may have a deeper problem. COVID's over with. People are flying like nobody's business. Small aircraft are flying, jet aircraft are flying. There's a shortage of air traffic controllers, and we just need to keep our head on a swivel. He says the FAA started requiring new equipment in all airplanes that send signals and alerts to others about their location. And so uh, the big question that I would like to ask if I were uh, investigating this is, did you get a traffic alert from your ADSB? Whatever the cause, this passenger wants it figured out and resolved before her next summer trip. It would be nice to not have this kind of problem and not worry about being collided into when we're on our way to vacation. Bahira Rahman, KXAN News. We also reached out to Allegiant Air. It didn't even know about this incident until we asked it then said its policy is not to comment on active investigations. Now you mentioned that near miss at Austin's airport back in February. Yeah, FAA says that it was an air traffic control tower that may have told an incoming FedEx plane it was clear to land while also telling a Southwest flight it was okay to take off. That caused a near collision. The FAA saying the FedEx pilot stopped the landing, quickly pulled up just before it was set to land. FAA records show that in 2022, there were more than 1,700 cases like this. Up from the year before, the majority are blamed on pilot air. When we dig deeper here, we know that a federal government audit released last week shows critical U.S. air traffic control facilities are facing staffing challenges. The report goes on to say the FAA lacks a plan to address those staffing challenges. COVID also playing a role, according to that audit, because of the pandemic. The FAA suspended training at critical facilities ranging from seven months to nearly two years. Okay, now to another issue, and it has to do with being outside right now. A mosquito in Travis County testing positive for West Nile virus. According to Austin Public Health, the sample was in the 78721 zip code. So this is East Austin in an area of Airport Boulevard, MLK, and 183. Just a reminder of some of the symptoms you should watch for. Fever, headache, body aches, a skin rash, and swollen lymph nodes. People 50 years and older and people with compromised immune systems are at a higher risk. And remember to drain standing water. And while mosquitoes can be active at all times, the type that spreads West Nile is most active between dusk and dawn. While you want to wear loose-fitting clothing as well, you should wear long clothing when possible and apply insect repellent on both your skin and your clothing. A billion dollar project to expand a major highway here in Central Texas, the future of I-35 and a look at what the busy highway could look like. And as a lot of us are heading to the beach for the 4th of July weekend, something to keep an eye on if you plan to go in the water. Good morning, everyone. This is a live look that we have at one of our many cameras for you all over Central Texas, from Hutus and Marcus, Round Rock. We have lots of cameras to give you an idea of what it looks like in your neighborhood. All right, as the Texas Department of Transportation approaches time for widening I-35, the department posted a new rendering, several of them, 
of what it could look like. Yeah, so this includes a version of I-35 with potential caps over the freeway. Uh, this is a possible spot here on 6th Street. This is like a deck that could have trees and buildings or others here showing a parking spot at 11th Street. The Riverside Drive overpass has that light rail ramp and a U-turn area showing how things could look. Construction should start near the $4.5 billion project soon. A look inside school district hiring trends as schools may be empty for the summer break, but teacher vacancies, they're not. All right, with the extreme heat going all through Central Texas, sweeping through, how older adults could be at risk for stroke, heat stroke, especially if you have a loved one with dementia. Good morning, a live look outside from our Austonian camera, looking to the west, those TV towers there in the background, flashing bright on this Thursday morning. If you've got a passion for art, you can leave your mark in Austin. The Downtown Austin Alliance is working on several efforts to celebrate diversity through art, and this is by bringing art to public spaces. It's part of the organization's project, Writing on the Walls. It launched in 2020. It is making another call, though, an open one. There are so many opportunities to enhance downtown through art. One of those include our art box program. So transforming utility boxes into beautiful pieces of art for people to enjoy downtown. The Alliance also wants you to know that they are looking for your thoughts on revitalizing the historic green space near the old bakery, just a block south of the Capitol. The organization says your input could help them decide on what they want to do with the space and what type of art should they include. It's such a beautiful building. Yeah. The last day that they can accept your feedback is tomorrow, though. Oh. So, yeah, if you've been thinking Get about something it. and what you want, <laughs> you got a suggestion. It's right next to the Capitol. It'll be a major prime real estate spot. Yeah, now's your opportunity. I always knew that building and I had no idea what it used to, yeah. what Same. it was. Yeah, yeah but you see it all the know. time. Yeah. Good stuff. All right, let me show you what's going on with your forecast here because we're going to begin with a look at radar, which is showing quite skies, I should say, from top to bottom. Really, we don't expect any storms anywhere within the Lone Star State today. So it's going to be plenty of sunshine on the way. Currently sitting at 80 degrees here in Austin. Those winds less than 10 miles per hour. Winds will come out of the south anywhere from 5 to 15 miles per hour through the day. Dew points, a measure of moisture, still pretty humid out there. Again, when it comes to dew points, anything above 60 degrees, you notice anything above 70 degrees, you're wearing it. It is going to be another muggy to humid day. Now, because we do have a little bit more mixing in the afternoon of our area, our humidity isn't going to be quite as hot to bring our feels like temperatures to where they were last week, but we still have an heat index, meaning that forecast high of 102 feels more like 104, 105 today. Yesterday, our heat indices uh, topped out anywhere from about 105 to 110. I think Austin, I I believe I saw 107 was the hottest we got to with our heat index value. So it is going to be technically cooler, but still very hot. A look at your afternoon highs across central Texas. Most of us above 100 degrees, maybe a couple of us sneaking in with a high of just under 100, but everybody hot. We don't have nearly as many heat alerts in effect today. That's the good news, but unfortunately, Milam Lee, Fayette County, 
You are the last three with this heat advisory. That's going to kick in at 1 o'clock today, continue until 7 p.m. for those elevated feels like temperatures. Dry skies across the state. I got nothing today, not tomorrow either. By Saturday, a little more cloud cover. Then Sunday, we start to add in some rain chances. It'll be low, only at 10%. Same kind of thing Monday. Monday, 10 to 20%. We'll go with 10 to 20% chances of storms and showers on Tuesday as well. This very hit and miss. Not something I'm super concerned about yet. Until I see better agreement that we're going to get a lot more in here, I'm going to keep those rain chances low, meaning it will be something to watch for for the 4th of July, but it's not something that I would cancel your plans over. Seven day forecast sunshine with a 102 high today. Tomorrow, that 101 is likely going to tie the record we set back in 2018. Mix of sun and clouds Saturday. There's that low rain chance beginning Sunday, continuing Tuesday, uh, Monday, Tuesday, I should say. And then th Wednesday will go up to 30%. But with that cloud cover, that high getting out of the way, and those rain chances will likely stay sub 100 Sunday through Wednesday of next week. Those temperatures much, much closer to normal for this time of year. And your overnight lows will be in those mid to upper 70s. Kristen, thank you. As we head into the very busy 4th of July weekend, a lot of Texans are going to the beach to escape the summer heat, yeah. looking for some water. Uh, some are heading south, south Texas. Some are going to Florida, California. But watch out for rip currents. It can be a major danger. Stephanie Goss reports from Florida, where there's been a deadly string of rip currents hitting Gulf Coast, Gulf Coast beaches. There was a yellow flag warning on Destin Beach Tuesday, urging swimmers to be cautious and watch for rip currents. Former NFL quarterback Ryan Mallett got caught in the dangerous conditions. Lifeguards did what they could, but the 35-year-old drowned. One of at least nine people to drown on the Florida Panhandle this month. Seven died in Panama City Beach alone, making it the most dangerous beach in the country. A lot of times the rescues are simply from the people that we've already warned. The Bay County Sheriff says he's beyond frustrated, writing, I have watched while deputies, firefighters and lifeguards have risked their lives to save strangers. I have seen strangers die trying to save their children and loved ones, including two fathers on Father's Day. Officials are urging beachgoers to heed the warnings, especially a double red flag, which means no one is allowed in the water. $500 tickets are issued to anyone breaking the rules. Steve Fender is a lifeguard at Cocoa Beach. We had a hurricane go through last year, which affected a lot of the bottom conditions, changed the uh, topography of the beach. Rip currents are strips of water, sometimes very narrow, heading back out to sea, forming when wind blows towards the beach. They can move faster than five miles per hour, impossible to outswim. Uh, for us in Ocean Rescue, that drowning process can take a matter of seconds. Just how quickly it escalates is, is the biggest issue out here. The best thing to do is not panic. Keep your head above water and try to swim parallel to the shore. Another tip, swim where the lifeguards can see you. Stephanie Gosk, NBC News. While school might be out for the summer, it is a critical time right now for high school districts who are looking to refill their ranks. Yeah, some teachers who left the profession are now turning back to their jobs, taking over their old jobs on Wednesday. Hey, CAISD held a job fair in hopes of filling some of the 50 teacher openings that it has. The district says it hired a few candidates on the spot, but it's hoping to fill more as the summer continues to go on. Um, and we've hired two people, we're conducting interviews, we're just excited to get um, all the positions hired. 
Starting pay for a teacher with no experience in HCISD, $53,000, but with added incentives or a master's or if you have a PhD, the pay only goes up. Over the past few years, special education teachers have been hard to come by, but with added incentives and that increased pay, some of those positions are being filled. When we go in depth here, according to the National Conference of State Legislators, there are four main areas seeing a shortage of instructors, and this is all over the state. That would include career and technical education, computer science, English as a second language, and special education, as we mentioned. During the last school year, seven teaching areas saw a shortage, including the four that we just listed, as well as math, science, and language arts. Texas teachers could be getting a bonus. San Antonio State Senator Roland Gutierrez's plan would fund a, an extra $2,000 for teachers in districts with 20,000 students or more and would give $6,000 to teachers in smaller districts. Gutierrez added this proposal as an amendment to the Senate's property tax bill. That's the issue that the governor wants lawmakers to tackle in the second special session. Austin is one of the 17 cities in the running for a million dollar grant created to support public art projects that address global issues. And this is through Bloomberg Philanthropies. Austin's proposed project, The Way of Water is what it's called. It raises awareness about climate response, specifically preparing for floods. And the winner is going to be announced in the coming fall. With athletes now able to profit off their name, image and likeness, there may be some more options for athletes at every level of college athletics. As Noah Gross reports, one business owner and a professor is providing an opportunity for several local athletes to cash in just by kicking it. Houston Tillotson baseball player Robbie Brew is open to change. I've never been a sneakerhead, but like an opportunity like this is gonna make me one. Now much more of a sneakerhead with his NIL deal with Kicking It ATX. Man, it's absolutely a passion project. Greg Grovey is the founder of Kicking It ATX, a sneaker and clothing store in the domain in North Austin. They partner with nearly 20 NIL athletes, modeling for social media, sometimes part of the deal. It was exciting for Brew. For others, brings up more questions. What do I do? What face do I make? What do I do? How do I stand? And the photographer, he was just like, just stand like this, stand like this. But how am I supposed to stand like this if I got to look this way, particularly? I was like, this, that's a lot. Those photos did still make the account. Houston Tilson, UTSA, and Texas have athletes with kicking it NIL deals, including some bigger names. Well, people like Roshan and Rory, those are people who are already coming in the store. And, you know, when the whole NIL deals were able to come about, like, it was natural to just kind of build that relationship with them that way. Grovey says follower count on social media for these athletes is definitely not the end-all, be-all for who they work with, seeking good people outside of their sport. The partnerships are case-by-case case as far as if the athletes get merch, money, cross-promotion on social media, or just what best suits each each deal while knowing this does not just benefit the athlete. You have people that's diehard women's basketball fans but know nothing about the sneaker industry, nothing about kicking it. But because we have an athlete on our team that plays women's basketball, now they're exposing our brand to them. Grovey is a proud HT grad and professor, so the opportunity to partner with not just big name Texas athletes is close to his heart and those he works with. So with kicking it and like other stores starting to kind of like do NIL deals with like smaller schools, it's what's going to kind of make those smaller schools kind of start to being heard. I feel like I'm getting recognized or like all my, the years that I spent in the batting cage taking ground balls, you know what I mean? Like it's all, it's all worth it in the end. Getting some shine and nice gear too. Noah Gross, KXAN News.
Thanks for joining KXAN News today. You can also listen to KXAN News Nightly every weekday after 5.30 p.m. for in-depth coverage on what matters most to you.